0: Monsieur, does this mean Overwatch is back? (laughs) Yes. Yes, we are. keel Hauled podcast i'm your host captain logan and we've got a lot of sea thieves news to cover today so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast ahoy there pirates i hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend i know i did this week we had some surprise guests on the weekly stream as well as an interesting and very informative if not vague dev update all that and more in this week's episode of keel Hauled podcast <laughs> first up on today's docket why is the episode late well it's easy i went to blizzcon this last weekend and i didn't actually get home until pretty late on sunday night um i didn't have very good sleep throughout the trip so i wanted to take a time to kind of regroup uh get some rest do some some kind of relaxing and get some good research in for this episode instead of trying to put one out with the amount of information that I had remembered from all the stuff that happened last week without doing the due diligence. So I wanted to take some time to thank you for your continued um, investment in the podcast and just kind of let you know, you know, I'm not stopping the podcast for any reason. It was just this one time I wanted to make sure that I took care of myself uh, before I jumped into recording so that... Hopefully this episode is an episode that you really enjoy. And to kind of preface this, the next episode you should hear on this feed should be Shore Leave episode two, and that is going to be fully encompassing my feelings with uh, the Outer Worlds so far and BlizzCon and everything that I got to experience when going to BlizzCon, because let me tell you. It was excellent. I was very happy with it. So I'm going to be uh, gushing about that as well as talking about that on the short leave episode that I'm going to be working on during this week. Uh, I took some time off to make sure that I could get home, you know, clean up, do some laundry, make sure that I'm taking care of myself, um, try and get some time in on Luigi's Mansion because, man, I, I just haven't had a chance to play that yet. And to make sure that I had time to record an extra episode for you. To kind of make up for the fact that this is going to be a little bit late. But if you're listening to this, you don't care about all that because it's all in the past. You just want to know what's going on with Sea of Thieves. And I don't blame you because, man, there was a lot. So first up i hope you had an amazing golden glory weekend uh the six days came and went i did not get any time to actually jump in and play i was kind of bummed out about that but i'm thinking that this may not be the last one that we'll ever see So to start off, let's talk about the dev update video that we got last week, because there was a lot of information that was given to us. And a lot of that information isn't necessarily information that you would consider really important when listening to it. But the more I thought about it, the more I listened to what Joe was talking about, the more I kind of realized that there's a common thread Amongst all the things that he's talking about. But to start off, he goes into Ghoul and Glory or Golden Glory weekends and he kind of apologized uh to to the people that were in arena that were hoping to get double the double the reputation for the uh for for the sea dog reputation because the golden glory only applied to adventure and he did say that hopefully this week in the weekly dev update that should be coming in a couple days that they'll be able to speak more about what they have planned for that uh golden glory weekend event for the arena now if if It were up to me. I would say make the arena event six days long. Uh, let it have the same double gold or, or double reward system that the that the adventure mode had and kind of give people uh, an incentive to jump back in there with uh, maybe mixing it up between galleons and sloops and brigs. Um, make that something that people could, you know, if they, I don't know if they have the code word ready for that, but since sloops are now available and galleons are now available, let's just toss the brigantines into the mix and have just an all out brawl with uh, the amount of people that you normally sail with and are comfortable with the ship that you're typically on getting into arena to have some fun with that. Uh, it's nice that they're doing this. They really they really should capitalize on this more and more with events to kind of give uh, more incentive for there to be treasure out there in the world. Because as most of us know, the best thing about being a pirate is when you actually get some treasure. So beyond that um i need to talk about microtransactions now i know a lot of people don't like microtransactions in games they're generally viewed as uh, cash grabs by companies and rare has always been very upfront very honest and very transparent about how they want their in-game store to work in regards to us spending actual money for stuff it's always been cosmetic-based. It's never been anything that has given anyone any power. If anything, it's it's alerting players to your presence if you have your pet out. But the cosmetics that they're putting out are doing really well. They're, they're doing so well that they're looking to expand what is available. And the way that they're going to be doing that soon is by introducing instrument cosmetics as well as pet cosmetics that from the sound of it are going to be themed around the american thanksgiving holiday at the end of the month in in america if you're not living here we have thanksgiving it's a time of reflection and giving uh that was based on a lot of stuff that happened early in our country's history. Most of you know this, so it's not a big deal, but the capitalism side of our country has definitely kind of rallied around this idea of the day after Thanksgiving being Black Friday, a lot of companies do sales, Steam does huge sales, uh, and I know that a lot of people, a lot of companies try to capitalize on the time off for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to give people an incentive to start doing holiday shopping right after the, the time where they're all together, they get a chance to talk with each other, see what they want to get each other uh, for the holiday. So I'm glad to hear that With the uh, with the next update, which is going to be on November 20th. That we're hopefully going to be seeing a new influx of custom cosmetics for instruments and pets uh, on top of the standard liveries, emotes, as well as, I just blanked on what the other one was pets. So there is something reading into these microtransactions that are being expanded in the Pirate Emporium that. I started to notice with the verbiage that Joe was using in the Weekly Dev update, and I'm starting to have some concerns. Now, these are probably very unfounded and don't really impact the way that we play the game, but I'm starting to feel that there is pressure being put on the studio to see if Sea of Thieves will continue to be profitable Uh, enough to justify continuing the development for the game versus a world where we might find ourselves playing Sea of Thieves as a finished product and no longer as a game as a service. The reason I bring this up is because of some of the things that Joe talks about where he says that they're looking to make sure that they are covering the costs of further development. Now, to speak on this, the microsoft has been bankrolling this game since launch uh they they own rare they've been funding this it's been a five-year development for just the game itself and now a year and a half in we're starting to finally start seeing some return on investment beyond just game sales itself um the game has frequently been reduced down to $30. We don't know if that has been enough to really supplement the cost of development. And I'm, I'm starting to wonder if we are seeing how if the Pirate Emporium does well enough, it will justify the continued development for the game. If it doesn't, then Rare is faced with a really tough decision. Can they justify continued development for the game beyond a certain point? Uh, we don't know when that point is. I don't have any idea. Uh, when talking with friends, it was it, it was we were kind of thinking at least somewhere around the two year mark, um, they have to try and decide if they are going to continue to be able to make new content for this game or maybe there's something that Microsoft wants them to work on beyond Sea of Thieves. Uh, I'm constantly wondering in the back of my mind as we get closer and closer towards the eventuality of new gaming generation consoles, more powerful consoles that can afford us uh, a higher um, threshold for what games can do. And I've I've been thinking about it in the back of my mind. I haven't talked to any of the devs yet. I would love to hear from them about where they see Sea of Thieves going in a year from now, when we're looking at the Xbox Scarlet. And is this going to be something that transitions into Scarlet? Or are we going to have to start looking at something that will be next gen, say Sea of Thieves 2? if you listen to the beginning of the episode i put in a clip of the end of the trailer for overwatch 2's announcement Uh, a lot of us had heard rumors of that and the reason they're doing that is because they want to make a sequel for a game that brings in a new engine that affords them an opportunity to do stuff that the current engine they're developing in isn't going to give them now this is a little outside of why I'm a Sea of Thieves podcast, but in this kind of a world where sequels could be built from the ground up using a new engine with a lot of the same assets from a previous engine, then you could effectively make a house using the same bricks that you used for the first house, but... Make sure that you're optimizing it so that if you wanted to build an extension of the house that you could and it would be a lot easier than trying to do it with the way the house was originally built. Um, Anytime you make anything, the first time you make it will always take the longest time every time that you make that same thing again it will always take less time and you'll become more efficient at it and generally with a lot of game development the way i understand it bear in mind i have no personal experience on this they tend to build something test it iterate on that build on top of that test it iterate it's a a system that's called agile development where they're kind of developing in smaller chunks instead of larger chunks and then realizing that at the end of that large chunk of development that something's not right and they have to scrap all of the hard work that they did with going to a new engine it's possible that they could find more uh, memory and ram available to them to be able to start into implementing things like towns forts Bigger server sizes, uh, different variants on ships, more efficient ways to build ships, uh, giving us the ability to customize stuff, better ways of integration, integrating the the code for networking so that uh, server side stuff is is translated better, so that you can see stuff further, or uh, things don't pop, or you don't lose um, cosmetics due to due to new sessions or server merges or or um, better things like that, and. The, the thing that to kind of get back to what I was originally talking about, the, the like cosmetics are an investment. Um, and if something happens in the future where this game isn't supported on its own outside of the, the large bank of Microsoft, then we may run into a situation where our game is no longer actively being developed, um, this is not anything that's new for other games. Some games they get a certain amount of work put into them and then they just stop. Uh, I don't, I'm not saying that this is the death knell for Sea of I think it's far from that. I think in the next year it will be a very important decision for us as consumers to decide. If the stuff that Rare is putting out in the Emporium is the kind of stuff that we want to spend real money on. So while I appreciate that everyone is taking the time to spend their money on cosmetics that are coming to help help support Rare as a company, there is always going to be a drop-off where that just doesn't become Uh, uh, it doesn't it doesn't continue to be reasonable Um, you know you're not always gonna like everything and you're only gonna buy so much to justify uh, spending the money for something that you may not like and this is kind of their way of introducing new stuff that will give you more variety on things to purchase So I was thinking about this, uh, and most recently, if you've been keeping up with other gaming news, you may have heard that uh, Bethesda has gone and done something that has kind of riled up the game populace uh, regarding Fallout 76, and they are now charging for servers. Uh, Well, why am I bringing that up on a Killhawk podcast? Well, it raises a, a question into my mind that rare right now. Is working on uh, Microsoft Azure servers, which are flexible as far as being able to migrate server uh, sessions from one server to another to help make sure that games are continued, or that, that that sessions are continued to have a the the full amount of ships that you aren't just alone on the seas because people quit out eventually. And with that, um, they have talked about wanting to build a system in place for creators who would like to be able to uh, have servers specifically for things like the Race of Legends or Sea of Champions where it is a player-driven event that gives um, gives players more control over things that are going on in the server so that it can afford the best opportunity for the event that they're looking to create. This what, what this means to me is, is that Rare is okay with us getting a little more control over servers uh, in the name of making content for the community because realistically... This game is built for the community. Uh, There's no mainline progression the way you would go into a campaign for something like uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare or uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, Spider-Man. Everything is up to us for, for the most part. We don't have to do Tall Tales, but we can do Tall Tales if we'd like to get more lore about the game. So how does this relate to Fallout 76? Well, it comes down to the question of... Would players be interested in purchasing servers? Now, this is something that is not new to the industry. Many people that have played online games, uh, especially things like Minecraft with Microsoft, are familiar with purchasing server time and private servers, so that they can have their own world and give people an op- a place and an opportunity to play on a server that is solely just for them. In fact, this is something that Atlas uh, has available for people. Uh, Ashes to Ashes, one of uh, one of the friends uh, from the Keelhaul Discord, he has his own, uh, or actually, no, I don't know if he had his own, but he was in contact with someone or he himself had a server dedicated to Atlas and they had gone in and actually tweaked a lot of the settings to help make it more, uh, more plausible to play the game casually as opposed to constantly dealing with the main issues of survival from that game to actually get you a chance to get a ship and be a pirate and stuff now that was a private server you had to you had to get into that server uh by knowing the person and having the address and i wonder if sea of thieves were to go this route if we would be able to have servers that we could purchase and have access to at any given time. So, say, the Kiel Hall Discord wanted to throw an event, whether it be a battle royale or a race or a treasure haul, that the pirate server we could have would give us the opportunity to have fun and sail with others and may not necessarily contribute to our mainline characters. Something like that could be exploited very easily Uh, a lot of players could jump into a private server get a whole bunch of gold from from that move into adventure buy all the cosmetics they want and then complain about how they don't have anything to buy because that's all you do with gold it's not like any of that reputation or gold functions into or transitions into or converts into power it purely just converts into cosmetics so i'm wondering And a lot of this comes down to what you're feeling in this instance. Would you spend money to have your own pirate server? If you had your own pirate private server, is that something that you'd be okay with not gaining any gold or reputation for your pirate and just being able to sail around and complete stuff uh, the way you normally would? Next up from today's update, uh, or not today's update, from last week's update on today's docket, I wanted to talk about the issue that comes from in-session cosmetics being reset. Uh, Joe actually addressed this. And wanted to let people know that this is something that they are aware of. Uh, The fact that your cosmetics don't stay the same between sessions is um, a bigger issue than I think anyone actually anticipated it being. The question I have is, is there's something going on with the way that this game is being developed that is seeing... Uh, a reoccurring bug that keeps cropping up. And it's not something that comes back when the new patches is, is put in. It is something that has happened in the past that keeps getting broken in the future. And I don't know what Rare can do to to fix this because it feels like it's a, a problem between when... Oh, that sounds like it's a helicopter, bummy. me. Sorry, random tangent. Here and stuff outside of the, the house. Um, where was I? Oh gosh. Oh, this. Uh, so, this seems like this is a problem. And I've gotten a little information about how this works, but it seems like this is a problem whenever we get an update, it is uh, changing. How the game is updated from what's currently d- downloaded on our system compared to what is changed in the build, and there's a disconnect there. The from from how it's kind of loosely layman's terms been explained to me, and Joe talks about how that this is a tough problem. Problem that they that they know that it's a problem that they want to get it fixed. They just have to kind of untangle the mess of code that is their their uh, their server based stuff so that so that essentially the the update isn't as big as it needs to be to to re download the entire game, but that for s- somewhere in the code that the actual server retains the information to what cosmetics you have equipped. I know what you're thinking. None of this matters to you. It probably is all inside baseball to developers and I'm probably not even explaining it properly that's that's the worst part I'm probably giving some bad information here but I did want to address the fact that he did bring up this in a dev update that they know that we know that this is frustrating for us because we constantly want to wear the stuff that we purchased uh, whether by gold or doubloons or real money and if it keeps resetting it's frustrating that we have to keep going in and actually changing it and that they want that to actually be uh fixed for the for the near future to this all i really have to say is uh going back to the insiders to lift the nda so that uh, so that i don't feel like people are no and see I don't honestly know like if lifting the NDA would change anything so bear with me on that that's just my personal desire to have the NDA actually lift up lifted off of the insiders so that I could talk about new stuff coming out I don't know that that'll actually impact whether or not people play it but they have done a good job of incentivizing players to continue jumping in for an hour each week uh, you're still getting the 3,000 gold per hour for the for three weeks and then you you get a cosmetic. The cosmetics are the uh, the, the set of uh, clothing and ship cosmetics that are tied to the burning or no the silver blade. I almost mixed that up. Uh, it looks like people have finally gotten the ship cosmetics down and they're moving into the equipment for the silver blade. I think I saw someone post a picture of their next unlock being the uh, compass which looks exactly Exactly like the obsidian blade, uh, obsidian blade. No, the obsidian set. I'm, I'm thinking Warcraft now. Uh, the obsidian set that you can use with the uh, the black dog, sea dog set. That that onyx stuff that they that they give away during the weekly streams. Um, side note, it did sound like they were looking to do multiple weekly streams um, to try and drum up uh, interest in, in um, the, the devs actually talking with the team. And I'm wondering if that's because they're, they're looking to keep things interesting as people uh, may be dropping off on watching that. Or they may just be doing that as a way to, uh, to, to make sure that they are getting good feedback and promoting content creators uh, through their, their creator crew program. So hard to know what the what the idea behind that is, but uh, that's definitely something that I think if people are 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 being reminded that the insiders is a thing and that it's a weekly thing and that they should go in every week to unlock their cosmetics and their gold, then they they can at least help look for bugs and get a glimpse at stuff um, for for the future uh, and, and see what's coming down the line. Um, Joe's been talking a little bit about how he doesn't want to spoil that because that's he, I, You know, they feel like it's actually going to be um, something that's really good. Uh, actually, let's talk about that. One of the things that did come up in the dev update video was Joe talking about the monthly update cadence and how that's actually being changed. Now, I'm, I don't want to say that I was right in, in that they wouldn't be able to sustain this cadence. But I will definitely say that I have my concerns and this isn't making me feel any more comfortable. Uh, Joe Joe talks about how they're opening up the window to become the second or third month, uh, uh third week in each month uh, for the the update, uh, so that instead of it coming out on the second week of or the second Wednesday of every month, that it could potentially be pushed out to the third. And he does state that this is for a multitude of reasons, um, anywhere from con the the content that's actually in the update uh working around holidays taking time for polish or just avoiding uh other game updates or game releases and that if you if you haven't guessed by now this dev update is really starting to show just how Rare uh, as a company is adjusting course so that they stay relevant to an audience that they may not be as invested in the game as uh, uh, the the audience may not be as invested in the game as we are and they want to make sure that while you know while they know that we are the best community um we we are not the size of like call of duty or world of warcraft and they want to make sure that their content updates are coming at a time that is best suited to not conflict with some of those other games in in the gaming industry being released so that people have an opportunity to not feel like they're having to pick between one or the other now that's that's keep in mind that's not what he said this is what i'm saying they just said that they wanted to avoid certain game updates and releases. Uh, And that makes sense, but it does come down to me still being concerned about the 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 fact that their monthly cadence is something that they've always struggled with. Uh, they've always wanted to do Bilge Rat updates as uh, monthly. They wanted to do them weekly when they first started. When they first started, they wanted to have a, a weekly Build Rat uh, adventure. To, to put out for players and then it quickly moved to two weeks and then it, it shifted into a month long event and then it started shifting into the mercenary uh, voyages and now we're actually getting the the monthly cadence of new events that are just different events in general that are going for for a month or so and I, I'm glad that we're having something new each month and that a month is a, a fair amount of time for us to be able to to take our time with this to work on it. And not everything is going to be time limited uh there things like the fort of the damned are going to persist in the game and persist beyond the actual launch window so if you don't get those 50 forts right off the bat then you can still work on them as time goes on and make sure that you know you you hit those those check boxes on your voyage tab uh when it's it's good for you um to the thing that i think is is the most concerning about this for me is just ensuring. That the studio themselves are taking care of themselves. That that the the devs themselves aren't being overworked. And I don't think that they are. I think that they're all very passionate. But work life balance is still a huge issue in the games industry. And Rare's one of the few companies that I know can crunch at times, but generally doesn't. And with the monthly cadence. This is probably the most ambitious that we've seen them be with updating the game. Now, I think a lot of this ties into making sure that the Pirate Emporium has uh, new refreshes for content so that there's new stuff for us to purchase every month. And that's a guaranteed um, amount of revenue that they can bank on. Uh, and also just that they want to make sure that, um, there's something for us to, to be able to make content for. They just started their content creator crew program. And if there's, there's nothing for us to talk about a month or two months or three months, then it's a lot harder for those creators to find stuff to actually talk about now. You guys have been listening to me for a while and you know that I've never had a shortage of stuff to talk about, mostly because a lot of this stuff is either creators uh, creating content for the community or the community doing stuff or your stories or my stories uh, with a little bit of news coming in. But if they if they move away from this and they're not able to hit their cadence, it does bring into question. You know how long or how how long the monthly cadence will continue so i'm hoping that they aren't putting too much that, that that the scope of their development is small enough so that they can put out enough content to keep us entertained for a month, but not something that will slip or overwork the actual team. because that's that's kind of the most important part for me is just people aren't being overworked. We're entertained and the the dates that they say come out or content will be coming out can be trusted uh that way we're not running into problems where we're just not sure and we're questioning to get into a little bit of the next update uh joe has stated that he wants to do something uh or or that that he wanted to talk about it recently in in the stream uh that was this last week but that they didn't really want to spoil it and just based on kind of the stuff that we've been learning over the last couple months with the the adventure Q&As as well as teases from Mike on Twitter uh, and just kind of the general like stuff that people have been finding around at some of the different islands. Um, people have been noticing that some of the traps from Tall Tales are starting to be worked into existing islands. It makes me wonder how far off our next Tall Tale is and is if it's going to be something that will take us back to Tribute Peak because I still feel very strongly that we're going to get a Tall Tale, that it's not going to be the only Tall Tale. I think we're going to get, I want to, I'm hoping for three and I'm hoping that two of those are ones that are available for everyone and that the third is uh something that's available for pirate legends i feel like three tall tales is a a good enough chunk for a month um if you if they do something similar to where you have to complete it five times uh so if, if that happens then i'm hoping that that will come this update and that next update will get something that will actually give us um, like the, the gilded voyages for for the holidays because uh, I think that the whatever the December update is. It will hopefully be chunky enough to where it'll give us something to do, but not necessarily something that's time limited in case a lot of people want to take time off to go spend time with family during the holidays uh, so that they can come back later on and make sure to actually do it and not miss out on certain things. I I hope that they start to bring in those double xp and double gold weekends for these holidays Um, i think they will Uh, i think that the arena is going to be a good change but i'm interested to see if the rework to riddles that mike has has talked about in q a sessions is coming uh sooner rather than later and that will hopefully have more reasons to go out onto islands Uh, to actually do stuff because to be perfectly honest, I really have not done a whole lot of voyages, um, like normal voyages in quite a while. And they've talked about um, doing work for the the actual original three trade companies to, to give you an incentive to kind of uh, uh, align yourself with the different trade factions and get some really good voyages from that. I'm thinking that the rework to, to, to the riddle quests, with the addition of being rewarded at each stage and the inclusion of traps and uh, new tall tales, really bodes well for this game. Especially if you're a fan of the of the the more PVE centric content, uh, the stuff that you can kind of build your own narrative as you kind of go out and find this treasure in the world. I'm I'm thinking that there's there's a lot right now on the plate that's coming down the line. Uh, we don't know when. Uh, but I'm hoping that it's soon that it's it's something that we can get to. And that's that's purely just me being selfish. If it takes us another quarter to get that content out, then that's that's just how long it's going to take. And that's fine, because if, if it comes out and it's polished the way shrouded spoils was, everyone's going to love it. No one's going to have any problems with it. Uh, If it comes out and there's bigger issues that have arisen because of a lack of testing from either insiders not getting enough time or just things that were missed, then it's going to feel really, really scummy that, that we got it. Next up on today's docket, I mentioned early on in this podcast episode that the guest stream this last week was an interesting one. And let's be real blunt about it. I did not think this was ever going to happen. I didn't think that they were ever going to go down this route. Something has changed and it kind of makes me wonder if it's a, a kind of them going back and looking at our pirate code. Um, Which states, everyone. Everyone is welcome. And the crew is sacred. So, this last week, uh, I believe it was on Thursday, it was Halloween. John had the most amazing gold hoarder curse makeup I've ever seen. He did a stellar job. And if you've seen his Instagram where he actually did full gold, uh, I don't even know what John dressed up as for Halloween. But it looked amazing. He 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 looked it was great it was absolutely beautiful i love john uh but they dressed up or he dressed up for halloween and john joe pace and summit were the three that were sailing and John was hosting. And I am already I already know what you're thinking and you're wondering why I'm bringing up Summit. Well, the reason I wanted to talk about this guest stream compared to other streams that we've had in the weeks that have had other content creators that I, I know and uh, love their content for is because a couple of reasons. One, summit is had a very nefarious past with the Sea of Thieves community, uh, regarding his community attacking community members and content creators, and his uh, he was planning on going with the devs on a stream back in January. Uh, subsequently, that did not happen, and as a result, there was some uh, well. I I don't even know really what goes on goes on on that because I I haven't talked to anyone or gotten any word officially from Rare about why that happened but what happened as a result of some of the stuff that was going on with the way that uh, Summit was playing that his community was picking up on was the double gun Result of people realizing just how broken Double Gun was. A lot of us wanted it fixed because it didn't afford people the opportunity to combat anyone. It didn't give you the opportunity to actually kill someone if someone could kill you that quickly. There was no recourse. Um, Subsequently, now we're seeing a guest stream with... Pace and Summit. Um, I'm not gonna say that Pace was there to temper Summit because uh, it didn't seem like he had very much influence on the stream at all. If anything, I think he might have been kind of the the uh, the the person to help get the communication between Summit and the creator crews or the 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 um, community management team to to kind of coordinate with Summit um, and. Overall, my feelings on how the stream went was positive. Uh, I watched it from both sides. I watched Summit stream and I watched the weekly stream because I know that a lot of streamers tend to keep themselves on push to talk. So they only say what they're saying to the crew when they want to, and they can engage with their chat otherwise. So I wanted to see what he was saying when he wasn't talking directly to the devs and To be perfectly honest, nothing ever made me feel like it was negative. Um, He was tempered compared to his normal uh, self that I, uh, all the times that I've watched him, it doesn't seem like he ever seems to keep himself uh, tempered. he, he's very, very casual with his language, and he brought up a lot of things that the community has wanted and asked for in the past. But I think because of his outrages in the past, uh, Rare is a little more receptive to his complaints just because it's drawn so much attention in the past. Um, some of the things that they talked about was daily and weekly rewards uh, for content to, to kind of have something that's that's hopefully coming towards the end of the year, something that will give us an opportunity to have reasons to do certain things each, each week uh, or maybe even each day. And that. Mike is working on uh, ways to add more opt-in incentivizations to go to areas to get treasure uh, that will draw more and more people together uh, to either battle or to, to get that treasure, um, similar to the way that the Fort of the Damned is. I feel like the Fort of the Damned is kind of a good, a good example of bringing something that was already in the game when you had forts um, to to kind of incentivize people to do it. But having that being an opt-in situation where you have to activate the fort of the damned to get it to start and similar hopefully with future content updates um pace actually brought up a a really good idea uh as far as trying to create more ground-based fighting and i i agree with this i think that uh pirate to pirate combat off of ships is is definitely something that is missing with the with the game most pirates will typically go out if they see a ship they'll sink the ship but they won't necessarily kill the pirates on the island or you don't necessarily go up to an island that has a ship parked at it and instead of sinking the ship you go on and kill the pirates most of the time you generally just sink the ship first and then deal with uh, the pirates and the treasure afterwards Um, it would be really interesting to see if there was a way to to have duels and stuff like that which i I know it was brought up in the last weekly dev stream about being able to duel each other as well. The question came in from uh, Summit's uh, chat who asked if Summit could ask about getting another ladder or, or more ways to access a Galleon than just the two ladders that are on the actual Galleon itself. And Joe came back with a very appropriate response that actually addressed something that they had already been talking about based on feedback they'd been getting from the fort of the damned and how it is extremely difficult to board a galleon when the crew is four in number and only two uh two access points for the galleon it's really hard to get up onto a galleon when there are four people as summit said with barrel uh four four shotguns uh looking down on on the ladders so i i agree i think there there would would be great to have something like a boarding axe to be able to give you the opportunity to uh climb up onto a galleon beyond the normal means or designated means giving us the functionality of being able to actually pull ourselves up onto the ship uh without necessarily having to use a ladder um and also can can we just get more more weapons just bring more weapons um which i think we've i think we've confirmed that more weapons are coming eventually if i remember back to the new york comic-con panel when i think that was a question asked there um there was an idea that, that Summit wanted to uh, be able to take down information about a person's voyage if they got onto their ship. Not just what kind of voyage they were on, but actually what islands and uh, and dig spots uh, they were for that type of, of uh, f- uh, voyage. Which, it, that, that mostly speaks to wanting to know more about Athena's quest um honestly that that just comes down to him seeing that someone's on an athena wanting to know how far along in that athena they are and where they where they're going to be going so that they can kind of snipe out that athena's chest when it does actually um uh, get to that last voyage Um, Let's see, there's some news that came out this week regarding merchandise that they brought up in the stream uh, coming back for the game. I can't remember if I mentioned this earlier, but it does look like that is something that is going to be coming soon uh and that it's mostly revolving around um the the contracts and stuff that that have to be worked out with companies and that's something that i think i can i can attest to as as well as I'm, I'm pretty sure that as soon as they work out um a deal with with a company to be able to to help produce uh more merchandise for sea of thieves that that will be something that actually comes back to the game and that's evident because if if everything was fine and dandy with the other company, we'd still be buying merchandise with them. Um, I think that was about all the interesting stuff that I can remember from watching that stream. Uh, the 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 main takeaway that I got from the stream was that Summit can actually be a decent human being if he tries, and he can keep from having well. His chat is still kind of a of a mob mentality, and I see this on both sides. Actually, I see I see this from the Sea of Thieves community against Summit, and I see Sea I see Summit's chat against this as well. At the end of the day, I think everyone just wants to be entertained, and that entertainment comes in different forms. And some people like certain people's personality while others prefer uh, um, different types of personality and it's not to say that anyone's right or wrong about this as long as everyone tries to be as respectful of each other's perspective instead of you know trying to trying to um, trying to attack each other because they don't agree with you. And I think that's kind of where I want to come back to the what I said earlier about the pirate code and how everyone is welcome, because everyone should be welcome in this game. And Joe said it very eloquently in the stream that everyone is needed in Sea of Thieves to make Sea of Thieves work. You need to have PVE players out there digging up treasure and sailing around so that the PVP players have something to do. Because if everyone's PvP, then it's going to be a bunch of ships in the middle of the ocean trying to sink each other with nothing really to do. It's, it's not going to be as fun or rewarding unless there's something to fight for. And that's why it's so good to have so many varied types of pirates out on the seas. And I think that Rare could do a lot to help kind of reward players on both sides of the spectrum beyond adventure and arena and just kind of yeah i i do i do like that arena exists because it's good for those that want to have a small amount of time the problem that i run into the arena is you still have to get your crew together to be able to do a couple a rounds of arena and if you're doing that then you're generally going to want to try and get some good time in with it. Um it's such a hard problem to fix. It it's not anything that I think is something quick and easy to to work out how you can keep the game um interesting for all aspects of the players just because this game is so good at being such a uh, an open sandbox for everyone to play whatever they want that there's, there's going to be times where people don't find the type of playstyle that they want to have on a certain server. And they address that in the stream about finding reasons to not uh, jump onto another server, to, to stay on the same server that you are on. But I will say that for pirates who have large amounts of gold that want a server hop, say they're streamers and they have a lot of gold and they don't care about it. This goes back to me wanting to give uh, uh, to be able to purchase crates that are fully stocked for a certain amount of gold to reduce the amount of time it takes for you to get going on a server. Because typically it's going to take you a while to stock up. But if you just have the opportunity and the gold and the reputation, say, to purchase uh, items that you need to, to be able to go sailing then you can get up and get going a lot sooner. It'll reduce the amount of time it takes for you to get going, you'll probably have a lot more fun, and you'll probably stick with a server uh, if you know that once you're out of uh, cannonballs and food, or say you got sunk, then at least you can sail over to an outpost, buy that stuff, and get back going, and less likely for you to not want to leave that server because you just lost everything. Maybe you want to get revenge, but it's going to take too long for you to stock up. This is a good way for you to stock up. There's lots of different angles I have about this different thing. Rare, if you're listening, please give me a reason why this isn't a good idea. Um, even if it's just a, a message on Twitter, just be like, Logan, no. And I'm, I'll probably still fight for it. I'll probably just come up with different ways to argue the point. Um, but I still think that that's something that's really important. All in all, very happy to see that uh summit was brought onto the stream because i think it gave everyone an opportunity to see how how it can be if people who may not who may not like everything that's going on with the game can still be heard by the devs Because to be perfectly honest, I feel like that was the problem that Summit had with this game, is that he didn't feel like the devs were listening or cared about the issues that he had with the game. And I think now maybe this was an opportunity for him to actually get that off his chest and have uh, Rare respond to it so that he can at least have some kind of uh, uh, sense of what's going on. That being said, I still don't really like his uh mob mentality community i'm i've still seen some positive and negative out of it but that's to say that i haven't seen that with the sea of thieves community i have and i and i think that a lot of the people who get to um not the oh man i'm trying to think to what's the word when people are being really like super and i can't think of the word what that is but they're being hyperbolic when people are being hyperbolic about their emotions towards other people then that's when feelings get hurt and if anything we just need to, to accept that we may or may not like everyone that's going to be playing this game but the least we can do is at least treat them decently because that's how you would expect them to treat you in real life if they actually saw you in person and with that pirates I think that's going to do it. I think I've talked about... Oh, sorry. I almost forgot. There's um, a Fire and Flames expansion that I want to come from the guy that did the Frozen Fangs uh, content. Right, Pirates. So I mentioned just before the break that there was a new expansion that the gentleman Max Simonieux, uh, I think is how you pronounce it, uh, has created a whole new design for Sea of Thieves as an expansion. Now, if you remember a while back ago, uh, there he, he actually came out with the Frozen Fangs, uh, something that a lot of people thought would be really awesome. It had amazing artwork that was all kind of very Viking themed uh, to give us an opportunity to go to a more frozen biome. This is the polar opposite uh, almost entirely where this is focused around Uh, more of the Asian pirates uh, uh, theme with fire and flames. Now, he's got a female protagonist which looks awesome and I think could really do well with the game. Uh, She looks amazing and the whole design is kind of this red, fiery phoenix uh, look. Um, The blades are kind of wavy. There's a lot of uh, intricacy with the types of hats that are Asian influenced during the time of the 18th and 19th century uh, seas when kind of they were doing a whole lot of like spice trades during that time. Um, He's got a couple designs for fireworks uh, that one is is, uh, flaming cannonball and it would be red so you could actually set fire to your to another player's ship with this can- this cursed cannonball and this is actually something that I think is kind of cool because we still don't know what the what the flame leak was about with um with with uh, uh James Thomas uh uh with the with the the big sheep with his leak on stream about talking about how fire is supposed to be coming to the game at some point something like this would work really well if you had a cursed cannonball that actually set fire to the ships Uh, he also designed a cursed cannonball that was pink that would actually be a fireworks cannonball something that you could do in kind of celebration for something that was going on now a lot of the cosmetics are developed around the idea of having a heavy asian influence and this ties into what i think a lot of people have seen from the sea of thieves art book where they had the seas of sea of the five winds that was very dragon influenced and something that we know rare has given teases of they haven't said anything about when this is all coming out uh, for the sea of the five winds or even if it's confirmed but it's definitely something that in the q a's they have definitely suggested by known methods that they want to bring that type of aesthetic to the game and this fire and flame content from max definitely speaks to that aesthetic uh, he's he's developed some really amazing characters with uh black Be- bellow who is a a uh, skeleton sorcerer who is engulfed in flames um think like uh, the black mage from from uh from final fantasy games with uh ghost Rider writer's helm. And uh, uh, you'll, you'll kind of get an idea. Really beautiful influence. Everything is kind of uh, ablaze and, and torn up as a result of fire. And he's actually gone through and built out 3D renders of what these characters could look like actual character models that y- you are in kind of an A pose that had you actually rigged these, you could actually pull into the game and actually animate something that's really, really beautiful. Um, he, He's gone through and actually built up a a story about how uh, there's a dragon involved in a new town and how the dragon is uh, covered in gold who loves being in gold and that uh, Ching... who is the the female protagonist in this expansion uh apparently it's her actual dragon that she's the one that actually raised it from from an egg and that it guards her treasure and her treasure only uh it's a it's a beautiful design reminds me a lot of the hobbit uh as well as a couple of the dragons from either how to train your dragon or uh the wrath of the lich king expansion for world of warcraft if that gives you any idea some of those worms uh uh, that they that they had back then he also goes in to bring in what he wants which is hand cannons uh, something that i think is really cool that it would be it, he says let's see with the hand cannons you can shoot any cannonball in your possession where you want whenever you want be careful though the cannonballs are doing 20 percent less damage as they are fired with less speed which makes sense Based on the concept of how cannonball or cannons work, there's certain different pound guns with the certain amount of gunpowder that's in them to be able to fire shots either further or heavier, depending on the diameter of the actual cannon, bearing in mind that people actually had to pick these cannons up or cannonballs up. So... I, I love this idea. I love the idea that when you're actually holding one of these cannons, he says that you'd ha- actually have to move slower and that you wouldn't be able to, to run as, as uh, move as quickly as you normally would, but you're, you're effectively getting an 80% damage worth of a cannon shot onto a player, which if any of you have killed a pirate on uh on, on a ship with a cannonball, you know, it's a one shot if it hits their head and that kind of makes me wonder. I think the balance there is a little off because uh, effectively a sniper shot is the same, but being penalized by speed and um, aim would, would be a little tougher. I think this would be something that would be best suited for someone who is looking to sink a ship. Um, but then again, I go back to the idea of having a boarding axe where you can just get onto a ship and actually break off some of the uh planks that are are in place to keep the ship whole uh from from flooding water into the actual uh hull Overall, uh, I'm gonna put links to um, the link has actually been in the Discord. So if you if you're in the Discord, you've already had a chance to see this. If you haven't, I'm gonna go ahead and put the link to his art station uh, in the show notes. So or actually uh, a link to the Reddit post he put that has the links to the different things as far as like his his explanation of the cannonballs as well as the weapons and the dragons. And then there's actually a bit of story that he put out. Uh, as to why this whole thing is happening in the first place Uh, it is actually pretty cool I I actually really like the idea I think it's a something that Rare could really really pull from to bring in some new story elements to the game I also think that there's a lot of story that has yet to be told in the game but this is just a, a really well thought out design it's clear that this guy has done stuff for the industry because it's it's just it's really beautiful work he has a really good design mentality behind it uh and everything that he does and uh I'm, i'm really fortunate i think the community is really fortunate to have someone that loves the game that much to dedicate this much time into building up characters and story around content that could very easily be put up at E3 as stuff that's coming to the game. Uh, really beautiful. I I love that he's done it. Um, I I think it's a, a travesty that only uh, twelve hundred and thirty eight people have seen it on the art station. Uh, he deserves a lot more. Um, a, a lot more people looking at this stuff. So again, I'm gonna have the links in the show notes. Um, Gosh, I didn't realize how far in the in in the podcast episode I'd gone. Let's tie things up. All right, pirates, that's going to do it for this episode again. Thank you. So much for listening to this episode. And I am again, very sorry that it's later than you traditionally get this episode, but I did want to make sure that I take time to kind of dive in, get some good research done this week so that I could actually put out a good episode as opposed to me trying to fumble over stuff. Um, If you like this, please feel free to like it, subscribe on YouTube, hit the bell. So, you know, when these episodes come out, if you're listening to Spotify, feel free to, to follow the podcast so that you know when episodes are coming up. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Uh, There's a multitude of ways to listen to the podcast, but not everyone does. So make sure that you're telling your friends about this as well. With that, Pirates, if you'd like to join the community, there's going to be links in the show notes to how to join up on the Keelhaul Discord. Um, Make sure you read over the rules before you start saying too much because it is it is designed to be an environment for everyone including kids and adults so i want to make sure that it stays pg-13 so that anyone that comes in has no fear of uh, people being exposed to stuff that is inappropriate for kids Um, with that being said if you'd like to get a hold of me besides the discord you can always hit me up on twitter at capt underscore l-o-g-u-n you can always send me an email to capt logun at gmail.com you can always message me on xbox at captain logan no space uh logun there as well pirates thank you so much i love you and i look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves